I, I uh, but you know, some guy was complaining about it in 1940. Uh, I ripped it out. I didn't read it. I didn't need the rage. I read it, and I had rage. Guess who wants to have lunch with me? If you want, if you're going to do it, let me know so I can read it. Yeah, I'm not going to do it. Okay, Guess who good. wants to have lunch with me? Uh, uh, Tommy B. No, you see where the drummer for the Black Crows? Yeah, is gonna I did be see that. Player? I didn't. I didn't realize he was doing a show. Who? Joe? Melvin Carter. You're kidding. No. When are you guys, where are you going to have? Well, the editor said, would you have lunch with him? And I said, of course. Where? I don't know. When? I said to the editor, you be the guy. You set it up. Mike Burbeck. I said, set it up. I'll have lunch with him. Could be wonderful friendship. Sure. You know, you. I was thinking about this reparations deal. Bring a notebook. If yeah. it happens, you're going to need to take notes. Or a recorder. Where, where did the Mongs factor in uh, on reparations? Do they have to surrender their tax money too? Because they weren't uh, they weren't around here. They didn't own slaves. Hmm. Where did the Hispanics? That's a good point. Where did the uh, the Germans? No, they're white. <laughs> hey, was I'll, it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? No, forget it. He's he's on a roll. All right, let's do. Uh, do I have a frat? Yeah. I was just going to say, let me pull up my ads. Holy crap. Why did I get so many email last? Oh, yeah. The thing is next week, isn't it? A week from tomorrow. What? The 1,000th uh, deal. Except if I get a call and this dentist can pull out this root canal, I'm out of here. Today? Yep. Okay. And you guys will have to limp it to the finish line. Jesus Christ. You mean finish with a victory? Mm-hmm. Um, what about Monday Night Sports Talk? Well, you'll have, Pat will have to, you will have to do Yes, that. I have thoughts. Did any of the people uh, shot die, the four? Where? Uh, downtown, sir. Yeah, I was getting to speed. I don't follow them shooting. Sunday night's not a good night for downtown, good old downtown Minneapolis. Remember what I told you guys about that certain Twitter site? That yes, sir. Did you see the news in the last sure month? Did. Sure did. So what? Kenny, Kenny was right, right? Yep. Correct. Oh, yeah. I believe that was dropped. Uh, it was. You had to was, fill the old Marion. We might have to do it. We're today. not rolling because There's of my a, hatred for that woman. There's a Twitter account that sued. Here we go. Here we go. We're not even doing a show. You might uh, have to not do a show. We'll see at 2.30. That isn't me, is it? Here uh-huh. I am. Yeah. Yeah. Never had a root canal. Oh, that sounds fun. Yeah, that'd be great. Will, will you guys try that? 
thought that was yeah me too well there's a there's a metro endo out by you guys isn't there he's just gonna go to anybody yeah inver invergrove would work invergrove would work yeah because jennifer went to it turn his mic off it is isn't it? oh Right, 2002 that. GMC Envoy 1600 got 227,000 miles on it. What is that car even doing still on the road? And what do they want for it? Oh, nothing here. Uh, only 1600. Hey, it's worth 600. It's worth its weight at the crusher. If that, right? Well, what is? It? What do you need from me? I have a tooth. <laughs> I have a tooth. I got a tooth here. <laughs> That he's... Oh, yeah, yeah. The council's getting a little little sneak peek on the inside here. Let's go. He so he treats everybody like that. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're not even special anymore. So when that are you was... coming down next week? Are you coming down Tuesday? You know that Monday is MLK Day, and all oh, of my right. talk has that day off. It's a Hubbard holiday. Yeah. Aren't these doctors supposed to bend over backwards for you? No. You haven't been to the doctor recently, have you? <laughs> Last one to do that was Marcus Welby. <sighs> yeah. Hmm. Uh, we are actually um, light on ads today. This week. Isn't I got it? frat and what else? That's it. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Turn everything off out there and shut the door. Got it. Uh, Kenny, Kenny, all I need from you is seafoam. Is headphones on? Yes. I forgot. Okay. Jeez, that, that was gone quick. Wow. Oof. Duh. Alarming. It happens. I ain't mad at you. WTF happened in 1971. Are you guys hip to that? You I saw should... that email and I don't understand it. So I went and searched that anyway and I found a separate email and it's in regards to Nixon moving us away from the gold standard and how we just started printing money whenever we needed it. Yeah. And how the country and how people started going broke and how pr productivity went up and wages f stayed flat. And then it's got all these coincidences, too, and parallel things that happened that don't, don't necessarily have anything to do with that. It, it was just, it was semi-interesting. I, I don't, it's too convoluted and complicated to have a good, long conversation about it. That's, that was my take. I didn't know what the hell they were talking about. Yeah, neither did I, but I dug deeper and discovered that it's just really, really complicated. And you start talking about gold standards and that kind of stuff, and I'm... Fred Loney's Hardware and Garden Stores. You're ready? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, Kenny, I just need a seafoam out of you today, sir. All right. Joe, yeah. I am rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number nine hundred and ninety-six. 
January 9, 2023, 49 degrees on this day on two occasions, 2002 and 2012, and 32 below on this day in 1997. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Were the Giants the team that beat the Vikings 41 to nothing in the playoffs? I was there, second why, row from why, the top. Why has that been such a big deal? Were the Vikings supposed to win that game? The Vikings were favored, I believe, by 10 points really? in that game. Was that a first-round playoff game? No, that was the NFC Championship game. And they would have gone to the Super Bowl? In Tampa. I'll be darned. <clears throat> mm-hmm. And they lost that game 41 to nothing. Edged. To the point where uh, me and three of my comrades... Had driven from Mankato State University in my 1987 Pontiac Bonneville, uh-huh. and it was 14 to nothing before we even sat in our seats. Really? Well, it turns wait, out. Wait, was that the one where we were going to go to the Super Bowl? I don't know. Oh, no, that was Gary Anderson. Is nope. that car for sale? <laughs> <laughs> well, it turns out that's who the Vikings play uh, this weekend. Sunday. Uh, Sunday, uh, they have a playoff, first round playoff game against the New York Giants. 3 30. That's right. You gonna be there? No, no. Uh, I have a lot of uh, a lot of uh, material here that uh, we need to clean up on the old mayor's desk. Good. Hopefully, you don't get a call. If I do, I'm gonna take it. <laughs> right. I got Show a, of hands. Does anybody have any dental work? That I got needs a to tooth problem. Right I'm trying to take care of, and they might call me. And if they do, I'm answering the phone. Kenny's got a big pliers. How about you just let him? That's about it. what I need. Yeah. Um, I, I have experience in in this area. Mm-hmm. Get you, you need to be asleep when this happens. Mm-hmm. That is, even if there's no pain, they'll give you the Novocaine and all that. It is the weirdest sedation dentistry. It is the weirdest feeling you'll ever feel. You have to pull against him as he's pulling it out, and it's literally applied. Sounds very I'm dirty. not losing a tooth. He, you said he's pulling a, a no, tooth. No, I have a root canal problem. Oh. I've had a tooth pulled before. Yeah, it was, wasn't nearly as dramatic as you've just explained. Oh, are you kidding me? I'll never do that awake yeah. again. Hail the keeper of common sense. Hail you. Greetings from Central Texas. I'm pleased to announce we have our first garage door opener of 2023. Currently at 5.17 p.m. today, wrote this Friday, January 6th, the temperature is 73 degrees in Nolanville, Texas. I've confirmed this fact on two reliable sites. I hope you're a fan of the sense when. I know you're a fan of the sense when. So the high for today is 82 degrees and the low is 8 degrees. Unfortunately, I couldn't find the years for those dates. Good luck, Nick from Central Texas. And this brings up a, a, a question. Just uh, south nothing, of Waco. Huh? Just south of Waco. There's not, 14. Is it named for Nolan Ryan? I don't believe so. The. Uh, <laughs> Uh, there's nothing to prevent GLers from having their own garage door separations anywhere in the world. Okay. You know, if you're in Spain today and it's 70 degrees, well, wait, it's got to be a Friday. This guy did it right. It was a Friday. Okay. Anywhere in the world on a Friday that you hit 70, the first 70 of your year, wherever you are, uh, go ahead and have your own garage door opener. GLers uh, are limited to the first 70 that I report. On a Friday. On a Friday. All right. 
Uh, I have your information. It's named after Nolan Creek, which served as the dividing line between two different counties in Texas. Uh, TJ writes, not sure how I would come across publicly that GL is my news source and my therapist, but I'd pay for and apply Excuse me to my six-speed manual Jeep bumper. If you made it, Garage Logic now more than ever. Got it. That could be a new uh, sticker that he's willing to uh, Garage Logic now more than to ever. use. And uh, really glad to see this. I love when people corroborate something I believe, even though I'm told all the time I'm wrong. This is from the Gumption County deputy. Okay, I could not agree with you more about ABS brakes. My experience with them has always been the same. I just slide when I keep my foot pressed down on the brake. If I have 200 yards of open stopping space, then I have no problem using the ABS system. However, if I need to stop in a specific spot, especially quickly, pumping the brakes is always giving me the control to do so. The theory behind ABS makes sense, but it has simply not worked effectively in my experience. You cannot spell ABS without the BS, is all I'm saying. <laughs> Keep your dauber up and always pushing back, signed the Gumption County Deputy. Thank you. I, I, I don't use them. They don't work. <clears throat> they might work on dry pavement, but I never use them in the winter. Okay. I pump the brakes gently. Minnesota budget surplus and the happy taxpayer lady, referring to Katie. Katie. A number of emails regarding Katie, who has not responded to us. Nope, and not. I did say, anybody listening, get a hold of Katie. And I'm very comfortable suggesting that Katie would travel in a circle where there are no GLers. Uh, highly likely, that correct. she would not come in contact with GLers who could have alerted her uh, to her becoming a star of the show. About you. Yeah, yeah, call him. Hail the fireworks commissioner. Hail, Hail you. you. This guy's got a great point, Josh in Red Wing. When big capitalist businesses record huge profits, the bleeding hearts cry foul and complain that these corporations take advantage of customers by charging high rates for whatever products and services they provide. Ooh. The liberals also complain that these same corporations fail to pay their employees livable wages, and the CEOs are greedy people who only care about getting more money in their own bank accounts. If Target, 3M, Best Buy, or other large Minnesota-based companies posted an $18 billion profit, the liberals would be crying foul and complaining about how they underpay their employees. However, these same lefties are ecstatic about the state having an $18 billion surplus. They fail to see their own hypocrisy in this. Josh and Redway. I couldn't have said it better myself. That is perfect. They don't understand their own hypocrisy because they commit hypocrisy so often. Uh, Katie, let's do a couple on Katie. Katie is the woman who wrote a letter to the Star Tribune last week expressing her gratitude for all that comes her way. Because the of the property yep. taxes she mm-hmm. pays. And this is from Gerard, who writes, Katie is thankful, question mark. Katie is thankful for water. This from the St. Paul Regional Water Services website. No taxes are used to support the utility. The utility is self-supporting with revenue obtained through the sale of water and payment for services. Katie is thankful for trash collection, question mark. I am pretty sure that is paid with the trash utility bill and not property taxes. Can you pick her items apart and find anything else she is grateful for property taxes that are actually paid for by these taxes? So it's not water and trash, hmm. but Katie was pretty thankful for that. 
Uh, this is from Gerard also. Uh, your stormwater treatment is not property taxes. The stormwater system charge is an annual service charge that pays for the operation and maintenance of the city's storm sewer system. It also funds programs to improve the quality of stormwater runoff as required by the city's federal stormwater permit and local watership watershed districts. Uh, sanitary sewer rates are not property taxes. So, Katie, uh, Katie, what you're grateful for is uh, is becoming more uh, small. Kind of shooting some uh, some holes in her theory. Huh? That's right, Rook. How mm-hmm. are you? Feeling great, Joe. Joe, feel great. Um, Hold on. <clears throat> Stop the presses. Hold it. Wait, wait, Do no. not go on to another subject. We got a problem. What? I got an email. Yeah. <clears throat> from Dave. Dave. Subject line. Yeah. Podcast number. Yeah. This has been bothering me, so I'm going to bother you. On Friday, December 9th, you said it was podcast number 978. Oh, I didn't. Then, on Monday, He's already denying it. December 12th, you said it was also podcast number 978. I've never heard you explain the discrepancy, so I'm wondering what I missed. Or is it just a case of your motto of a Replay few years ago? Replay the beginning of the show. Of close enough. Replay the beginning of the show. I have them both fired up. Fine. And ready to go. Let's go. Here is December 9th of 2020. That's today. No. This is December January. 9th is today. This is January. This is Jeez. January. I mean January. Age. Okay. Wow. He's suffering from tooth pain, Kenny. We'll cut him some slack. All right. Uh, this is December 9th. No, oh. January 9th. Oh, God. Oh, God, somebody's He's going back up. to December Did we start 9th. working with Dubai again? Like, what's going on Wait here? a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> he, he, this guy high? was complaining about December show numbers? December right. 9th and then December 12th. Let's hear it. <laughs> okay. This is the show, December 9th of 2022. Roll in. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, December 9th, 2022. 50- okay. Okay. Here is I want to hear the record. December 12th of 2022. <laughs> All right. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 978, <laughs> December 12th, 2022. Okay, stop. So instead of being three days off at the celebration, we're going to be four days no, off? No, that's or two all days BS off. and I made a mistake. If you're, if you're current, today's number 996. What was, do you have that Tuesday's show queued up, Chris? Let's see. Did he jump right to 80? Let's see. Should we go to December 13th? Let's go to December 13th. December 13th. (laughs) I'm flying blind here, so just give me a second. I had the other two queued up. Uh, You want December 13th. Why did you number these anyway? To create confusion. This has been nothing but problems. He's a, he's a problem. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden guy. Stores brings you Garage Logic <clears throat> Podcast number 979, December 13th, 2022. So you missed one. So we need to add one. Hmm? So whatever number you got now. So it's a that means one. on oh. the celebration date of the 1,000th, instead of being 1,003, it'll be 1,004. Four. Look at me. And now, from the mayor's <laughs> office, above the boathouse. Your call, mayor. Your call. Uh, I, I, mean, I would can... say from next Tuesday on, you stop numbering shows. Friday is... was 995. 
or we think. Today is 996. No, seven. I can't account for what happened in in early December. It was a long time ago. Well, I'd like to hear you say that to the IRS when you get audited. Why don't you leave that out of it? I can't. (laughs) I can't account for that. That So. $100,000. $100,000. Did you that, all see the moon, know. by the way, over the weekend? Well, you're just going to mm-hmm. skirt past this issue? We've yeah, got a because pretty big you know celebration what? Leak that guy trying to cause trouble. <laughs> no. Yeah. Dave, no, you and your accuracy. No, we don't. No, we don't say that to GLers. Uh, yeah, no. I do. No, we don't. Well, today's 996, and there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Here's how you respond to Dave. Dave, we're not accurate, so you don't have to be either. Or follow our lead. You know what I can do? Follow our lead. You know what I'll do? But Matthew, how much of that attitude leaks into everything that he says? That's the worry. Here's what I'll do. Seriously, when I'm after we're done with both this and Monday Night Sports Talk, I will go through the remainder of the shows to see if maybe you did skip ahead one to see if we're at an accurate show count. I never make a mistake. (laughs) Except for the one that Dave pointed out. <laughs> Some are bigger and smaller than others. Today, but... I'm going with this. Today is show number 996. Hold on. Uh, we don't, we don't know, know that. that. You want to have some fun? Sure. Well, I thought we were, actually. <laughs> you recall the, uh, this is show number 996. I don't want to hear anything okay. more about uh, it. We don't And I never want to hear from this guy again on the email. <laughs> going to show up at the podcast. He's my favorite GLer so far. Yeah. We had an email last week from Joe who reported about the Mysterians who lived across the street and how they uh, they got their electric uh, minivan stuck in the driveway and the wife went in and got some table salt mm-hmm. and oh, came yeah. out. And, oh, yeah. And that didn't work. And then she went to the hardware store and came back with the wrong salt melt. She got the weak stuff. And, and then he wrote uh, the neighbor's... Uh, to their north and south are nice elderly gentlemen and run their snowblowers from their property uh, through either the north or south side of the neighbor's driveway who I am writing about. So the mysterious neighbor in the center never has had to shovel their sidewalks because the neighbors on either side do it for them. My issue in question is both those elderly neighbors are gone for a couple of weeks and I'm sure that the mysterious will not reciprocate and do their sidewalks. How should I handle it? Uh, and we suggested that you go over and do the elderly gentleman, but not the Mysterians. Right. Bleep them. I got the follow-up letter now. Because he also had a run-in with her previously, right? Uh, he said in the original email, I don't mind telling him to get off his butt, meaning the Mysterian, and help them out since they help you out for years. When I tried to ask about why they wanted an electric vehicle, they right. didn't talk to me for six months. Right. Yep. Uh, and then he said, also, I wanted to, and then he, he's the guy who had the tip about snow blowing a circle, and we kind of gave him a little grief about that. Huh. Uh, you did. Well, you did, too. No, you did. Okay, you. I did. <laughs> Joe, thanks for giving me a ruling on whether or not I should snow blow my mysterious neighbor's sidewalk. I wanted to share with you what happened because it was like watching a Laurel and Hardy movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, took, I took your advice to do the two neighbors on either side and skip the Mysterian sidewalk in the middle. After doing my own sidewalk, I did the first neighbor's sidewalk and driveway. I, know, I went over to the other neighbor, but I had to walk in front of the Mysterian's house in the middle to get there. 
I saw the wife staring at me through the front window. Just a minute, I gotta take this. Now this is Jim Rockford. Tone, leave this. your name Hello? and message, and I'll get back to you. Hello. <clears throat> I'm gonna. Hello. I'm, I'm just gonna pause this. Yeah. Yeah. Good move, Chris. Dear God. Yeah. That's fine. Thank you very much. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They're up on uh, fifth, aren't they? I don't know where they are. No. You should have asked that. <clears throat> when is it? When? Thank you for giving me a ruling about nope. whether or not I should pause no, my mysterious. No, 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 no. We pause. We pause the show. So, you ready to? You ready to resume? Oh, so I can pick up where we were. Well, hold on. Let me. Whose phone is ringing? Let me see where we left off yeah. at here. I saw the wife staring at me through the front window. Just a minute, I got to take Boom. this. Boom. Lost Rockford. everything. Tone, leave this. your name Hello? and message, and I'll get back to you. Hi, this is Jim Rockford. Are this, you ready? This. You ready, Joe? Uh, just a minute. I saw the life looking through the window. That's I'm where you left off. Ign- I'm just going to ignore that phone call. Let me just start over. The whole, the show? whole show? No, the, this letter. Hold on, everybody. <laughs> Effing chill. In front of the Mysterian's house in the middle to get there, I saw the wife staring at me through the front window. There you go. I saw the wife staring at me through the window. I saw the wife staring at me through the front window. Looking through the curtains. Oh, see what I can see. So, okay, ready? I am rolling. I walked by, making sure that I kept my head straight forward, acting like I didn't see her. I did the same for the other neighbor's sidewalk and driveway. I decided to do their driveway because I thought it would be nice when they get back from their trip, they could simply get home and relax after a long drive. So he did the two guys on either side of the Mysterians. Okay. On the way back home, I saw the wife of the, the Mysterian wife running out of her house, and I was thinking, oh boy, this will be interesting. She started to wave to get my attention, and I just kept on walking like I didn't see her. She eventually got right in front of me, still waving. Since I was wearing ear protection, I acted like she was just saying hi, and I waved back and started across the street. She continued to walk after me, and I just pointed to my ear protection like I couldn't hear her. Mm -hmm. I quickly quickly parked the blower back in the garage, and she followed me up the driveway. I said hi. And she asked if I could do their driveway and sidewalk. Since I did the other two neighbors and that they always did theirs. Uh, since I did the other number yeah. and they always did. Oh, that hers. the two neighbors always did hers. Yeah. I said that I couldn't because I promised my wife that we would be finishing canning apricots since the kids were outside playing. <laughs> As she walked away, I told her, go can apricots yourself. She turned around and said, what? Since I knew she had no clue what I was talking about, I told her, you should try canning some apricots. I thought this was the end, but it was just the beginning. Uh I sat in the living room and watched a funny show happening right out the window. Who needs TV when you have this going on in real life? 
The husband and wife came out about 30 minutes later, opened their shed, and brought out a dirt shovel and a square shovel. Oh, oh no. 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 They don't even have shovels? After, no. about, after about 30 more minutes, you could see the wife getting upset because they barely did anything. <laughs> I think the sun was melting it faster than what they were doing. Now they decided to get their old snowblower out from the back of the shed, so they spent the next hour pulling everything out of the shed to get to the back where they had this old gas-spewing snowblower. I sat there watching him pulling out, pulling on the cord time and time again. Then I saw him pull out his phone, and I knew he was calling me to come over and help him start his snowblower. Sure enough, my phone started to ring. I ignored it because the last time I went over there to help, he was shutting the fuel off to his lawnmower. At least he has a gas-powered lawnmower, but he asked if I could come over to look at it during the summer because he couldn't keep it running. It would start but then die. I asked him to show me, and he said, well, first I choke it, then I pull the cord and release the choke. Well, what he was doing was turning off the fuel instead of the choke. I reached down and (laughs) showed him. This is turns off the fuel, I said. The choke is right here on the other side. So I didn't want to go over there and help him with no. the snowblower. Finally, I heard it start, and you should have seen all the black smoke oh pour God. out of the blower. I could hear how badly it ran or didn't run. It was a huge black and gray cloud and was backfiring constantly. It still makes me laugh. The wife was yelling at him. He did not have a clue what was going on, and then it died with one loud bang. It is nighttime now, and the snowblower is still in the same place where it died. The shovels are still in the middle of the driveway, and the Mysterians are nowhere to be be seen. Sorry about another long email, but I thought that part two was better than part one. Have a great day, Joe. Joe, that is fantastic. Wow. That's just fantastic. Email ever. You know, we we think these things of Mysterians and we sometimes think, are we guilty of hyperbole? Are we guilty of exaggerating their ineptitude? Mm -hmm. What a great story of ineptitude. I can find so many holes in the way the Mysterians are living. For example, when winter's approaching, why don't you dig the snowblower out from the back of the shed and have it ready to go? Well, again, there's no chance that they're listening and you're preaching. We all do that. Right. All of us do that. Plus, let's throw in a little something for seafoam here. Well, that's what I wanted to mention. Uh, you know, I've been saying we are snowblowers are getting a, a big, huge workout oh, in the last couple of weeks. Grinding mine. So we only put in a drop or two, if even that. Mm-hmm. But uh, on, in this case, um, this guy's just going to have to tip it upside down, drain all the gas out right, of it, just right. do it right onto your driveway so it melts the snow. Get some fresh gas in there. Uh, give it a big, fat, healthy dose of seafoam, and then run her and run her wide open. Run all that gas and seafoam out of there and start all over again. And the lucky thing for this clown, this hooplehead, this dum-dum, is that you can find seafoam everywhere. Now, I know you're afraid to go into the knack hardware, but I bet you'd go into into a, just a regular hardware store and uh, pick up a can or two, and that'll save you next time. You'll find it everywhere. Local company, Global Reach, a wonderful product in a world of bad gas seafoam. What's your problem? That was it, Chris. Mark it down. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Uh, Well, speaking of their electric car, they have a minivan that apparently is an EV. Okay. And uh, it ran out of juice when they were trying to put it away. (laughs) 
and uh, <laughs> she you brings out the need? table salt. You know, we need a we need a camera yeah. set up on this house. I just want to watch this place twenty four hours. Wouldn't a reality, reality show. TV show be good called The Mysterians? Yeah. Yes, trying to watch them accomplish daily tasks. Yes. Oh, that's brilliant. Being careful you know, not to use fossil fuels or whatever. You know it who it should be starring. How do I open this bag of chips? Unfortunately, Pat could be um, a part of the show. Yes, yes. he could. I mean, he, he would be the bet. No, he'd be the neighbor. Until he was 74 years old, he did not know how to open a bag of chips. I got to get a stabbing thing. I got to I have Where's to have a knife, knife or a scissors. Why no, do you need Pat, a knife? just grab the top and you pull I it. used to wonder. I'd, we'd share a desk. I'd come in and there'd be popcorn everywhere. Because he couldn't open it. And then when he did, he erupted. Yes. <laughs> Explosion. Now, speaking of that, and I won't go into it. I told Kenny prior to the show, it, it didn't bear discussion. But the uh, uh, Our Streets Minneapolis got big play in the Star Tribune over the weekend uh, in their continued push for government snow shoveling. And, and there is some precedent to this uh, because the Star Tribune has twice now reprinted a letter to the editor they received in 1940 about a guy saying, when is the city going to shovel the sidewalks? You plow the streets, I'm out here shoveling, and when the plow comes by, it puts it all back on my sidewalk. That was a different time and a different era. I'm not even sure his complaint was analogous. In any event, the uh, these hippies, for lack of a better word, <laughs> that are members of Save Our Streets Minneapolis are big believers that the sidewalks should not be a seasonal affectation. They shouldn't be available only in the summer. And the city should be shoveling the sidewalk. Now think of the the member. We went through it all. We don't have to do it again. Think of the members of Save Our Streets Minneapolis. None of them had families that we're aware of. They all are products of the failed academy. Generally speaking, I would suspect they don't own automobiles. They're probably renters. These are, I think these are safe generalizations. They encounter none of the tasks of life that, a, that GLers encounter on a daily basis. Right. Getting around, keeping your property up, getting kids to school, going to the store, whatever. They don't ever encounter any of that. The, no. the universe they lives in, live in is not third rail, but it is parallel. So it's very understandable to me why they would anticipate that sidewalk shoveling should be something they don't have to do. Mm-hmm. And to the mayor's credit, the little guy, he said, I, this isn't number one priority with me. I'm not sure it's number 10 on my list. So the mayor is... Uh, the mayor is cognizant of the ridiculous nature of this right. and the ridiculous cost this would entail, buying uh, the whatever you'd have to buy to do the sidewalk, because you're not going to send city crews out there to, to shovel. You'd come up with little uh, devices to run up and down the sidewalks. In any event, getting back to electric vehicles. This is from Ken Walker. Hail the flashlight king. Hail, Hail you. I thought you'd get a kick out of this. While visiting my local car dealership yesterday, uh, this was written late last week, I saw this enormous crate on the service garage floor. 
When I asked what was inside, I was told it contained one battery for a Chevy Volt. Immediately, I broke into laughter, musing to myself about the tree that must have been cut down just to build the crate. (laughs) I did a further bit of investigation and learned that it cost $15,000, just the battery. Number two, it's the second battery that's been given to that owner. The first was under warranty, and this one was the result of a recall. So, so far, the owner still hasn't paid the 15 grand. General Motors has to. Number three, the car itself is worthly, was worth only eight grand, according to Kelly Blue Book. Do you ever wonder how long Chevy will last putting $30,000 worth of batteries in an $8,000 car? I can't say that I'm against electric cars entirely, but I do harbor a feeling that we're just not ready. Signed, Ken from Larkspur, Colorado. Isn't that something? Wow. But none of that, inf- no, while all of that is true, none of that information is going to change people's opinions that we must switch to all electric. Well, because they're government cars. Right. They're, to me, they're government cars. And General Motors let me down. So did Ford. All of them did. No, but, but, uh, was it Ken? Ken, Ken, Ken is Walker right. in Larkspur, Colorado. Yeah, he's right about um, GMC. How long are they going to play this game? Well, they can't. They, right. What do you imagine? Well, at some point, they got to go to Miss Imagine and tell Did her. Did you want to hear from No. Her? Okay. Lady, you're full of B as and B, S as and S. We've got 30 grand tied up in batteries on an $8,000 car. Imagine yeah. the freight trucks and the garbage trucks, Didn't, you know. To deliver peter, that battery. Petering out in New York City because they can't get the job done. Didn't Chevrolet say that the new Cadillac lineup was going to be all electric? I believe so. There was I believe the new Lincoln lineup is also supposed to be. There were electric. ads for both of those brands yesterday while I was watching football, Kenny. I don't know if that meant the, the entire line, but they, yeah. I did see that ad a couple of times yesterday. Well, you know, along those lines, did you read the piece over the weekend about rising car prices? Yes, I did. Uh, Bert has a note. Uh, the article implies high payments are bad. I reckon they can be, but the good news is the people are buying cars. The article notes that buyers may be overextending themselves financially. Nothing new there. They're just following the lead of the government. The unintended disclosure is the general public's attitude about climate change, which is, eh. Yes. Yeah. Then he added a further note. Yeah. How much are the price of electric cars uh, giving rise to the monthly payments people are making? In other words, electric cars are expensive. Yes. So that could go a long way in explaining why people are paying about a grand a month on their car payments. I've never paid that in my life. I never would. That's steep. That's buying, uh, I think they base that on a brand new Silverado with all the goodies and no money down and no trade-in, if I remember from the piece. You know what? I, I... Because I, 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 that a month you spend on a car. That uh, that piece nope. really fascinated me, and I took away the same thing. I said, I thought, I thought we were worried about the environment. I guess yeah. we're not. Yeah. And then they're blaming social media and keeping up with other people on social media. But they specifically <laughs> said this isn't for a small little Honda, whatever. You know, this is for a big SUV. Well, uh, I'm not at all. I never will be an electric car guy uh, for a variety of reasons, and among them, it's the government's doing. It's a government car, and the car manufacturers around the world capitulated, caved in. Hey, can we back up? up. A, can we back up a second, Katie? And uh, uh, not Katie. Um, Joe 
with the euphorian neighbor. The mysterious neighbors across the street, yes. Where where are they? What what city of residence? Oh, uh, he doesn't say. Because boy, that sounds like they'd be in favor of uh, our streets keeping our streets I and get our sidewalks. Feeling it's a suburb. Yeah. Joe doesn't say, uh, and I'm not asking him to. But you know they would be in favor oh, of the God, city yes. taking care of them. God yes. How do you know? You look at those people sometimes, and you wonder how do they function? I know. I know. <laughs> He's got, can they even change like a, uh, I don't know, a filter in the furnace? Can they even do that? Well, even Pat can do that, but he brings the old one with him so he can find the right one on yes. the shelf. Brings it to Home Depot. Got a big, dirty filter. <laughs> I just write it down because of my memory issues. I just write Dragged it down. You know, and I'll, and I'll, make, a, I'll make an anti-GL confession. I don't put the filters in. I got a guy. Do it twice a year. Air filter? Well, twice but they, they do year. other stuff to it, too. Yeah, uh, you're supposed to do it once a month. Oh, I I don't know. It's, I let her, oh, they're pretty clean over at that it's right. house. You gotta you gotta stop saying stuff like that when the mics are on. That that's, does that's that bad does not, That does not bode well for well, your what's your there, neck my your neck, neck scale neck. thing. Yeah. Over there on Maine, though, they have pretty good air. Yeah, they're right up there. Well, no, I got a guy and he tunes it up twice a year. That's yeah, you know. but okay. Yeah. I'll ask him next That's time. I'll say, it. should I be doing these filters once a month? Oh, Gio. Six weeks. Oh. Sorry, GLers. Maybe I made <laughs> an so, error. I'm so embarrassed. All right, but you won't catch me buying a $15,000 battery for an $8,000 car. The here, second here. one they had to, stupid. The second one Chevy had to put into that thing. <laughs> what would you like to take a break, mister? We can do it uh, right now if you'd uh, like. We got a lot of news to get to today. Let's go. I got to go to the uh, dentist at 1030. It'll take an hour and a half. Okay. That's noon. Yep. On Wednesday? We either don't do a show Wednesday or we do a show that starts at about 2 o'clock. Well, you're going to be loaded up with Novocaine and painkiller. I'm good either way. Yeah, no. You'll yeah, start saying you stuff. They'll start. Yeah. They'll start saying stuff like but you just said. Knowing story. ahead of time, I can get ads moved around, so that's good. To do it at two o'clock? No, to just not do it. Well, I just soon do it. For numbers wise, ratings wise. Well, we we're, well, we're in the clear for one, huh? We're one to the good. Remember, because we're not competing with anybody. Yeah, we're though. playing we're, with one house money, right? We're we're competing with ourselves. Um, you want to skip Wednesday show then? Well, I'll come in and put something together. Well, I can be here. I just couldn't be here till 2 o'clock. But that's what I'm wondering, because I'm wondering schedule-wise. You're out of here by 3.30. No, that's not how it works. Why? Well, because there's all post stuff that takes okay, a while. I'm out of here by 3.30. Right, right, that's what he means. Right. It's all about me. <laughs> we know. I'm kidding, you asshole. I'm not. <laughs> yes, uh, you are. <laughs> Uh, give me a minute. Let me, I'm maybe to think, a, but maybe a little self-editing is in order the next time you have some kind of shameful admission like that. Uh, we got a rumbler from Stacy. Are you kidding me that you think those filters should be changed once maybe a month? Maybe you have a different furnace, but I've got two brand new furnaces, and you put them in once a month. Well, this was a brand new furnace in 2007. There's a little slot she slides into. Yep. 
ours we get she gets those 3m fil- but see i have ones. about there's about five filters involved there's great big filters and little teeny bubbles every so day. you have a you've got an air cleaning device yeah can you hear it clicking when it hits dust no that's probably the old kind of air cleaning device uh, she orders them off amazon and i flip them out every six weeks or so are they dirty uh, not too bad. Well, that's my point. You know, it's got some stuff. I in. buy them by the box so I don't run out for a year and a half. Well, I'm feeling a bit chagrined. You feel shame? I feel shame. I have to have, have a penalty. I got a question. How come when I'm watching the Wilds play, where'd they they lost to the Buffaloes, right, on Saturday? Yeah, but yep. uh, made a tremendous comeback. Sure. But how come when I'm watching the game when it's in Buffalo, why am I seeing local advertising on the ice? Is that what it is? It's changing. Watch it closely. All the boards, the boards change too, Chris. I didn't notice that. I'm noticing the changing ads on the boards. I assume they were Buffalo companies. Well, that's what I thought. But then I saw Treasure Island. I'm like, why would Treasure Island be advertising at Buffalo's arena? Oh, maybe they got one out there. No, it's the new thing. It was wild. It looks like it's inside the arena. That's crazy. They played like dogs again last night. They finally came alive in the third, but it was too late. Oh, I need it. Do you notice Kirill had like no breaks at all in the third last oh night? Oh, my he, God. He, he just kept him he, out there. I don't there. think he took a break. <laughs> he skated on every line. Shot one off the goalie's helmet, too. They really lean on him. Man. Uh, I am ready. If you are, Rock, Yo. what are you doing? Come on, check it out. <clears throat> huh? doing? All right, I'm gonna do Hofferman here. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. If you don't like changing your filter once a month, well, then get yourself connected with my friends at Hofferman Water because you only have to change that filter once a year. And in fact, they'll come to you and change that filter. You You don't have to bring the filter to them? Don't have to bring the entire thing right to them. Nope. Hofferman Water, the best. And they are a local independent water treatment dealer that services Connecticut rental units as well. Water treatment systems, that is, of course, that includes water softeners, iron, rust, and odor filtration systems, and, of course, drinking water systems. They're the best. A new system from Connecticut can do so many things that other water softeners just simply cannot do. You already know that's going to cut down on your salt usage, but did you know that it's also going to protect your appliances? And that's because bad water can affect almost every aspect of your home. You get that new system from Connecticut and Hofferman, and all of a sudden your showers are better, so is your laundry and your drinking water. So please do me a favor and get in my touch. Get in touch what with my friends at Hofferman Water today. Why don't you speak faster? <laughs> I get had my, my Connecticut <laughs> system installed years ago, and it's made an amazing difference in the quality of my water. 952 894 4040. That's 952 894 4040. Or just visit their website, which is HoffermanWater.com. Hofferman Water has been proudly serving the state of Minnesota for over 50 years. Tell them Garage Logic sent you their way. Okay, I just got out my December calendar. I, I, we won't dwell on this, but I think I'm correct. 
on December, I obviously made a mistake on December 9th and December 12th because I called both those shows 978. Mm-hmm. But if December 12th was 978 and we've taken two days off between now and then, we took two days off the week before uh, between Christmas and New Year's. Yep. And today's 996, which I announced. You can count it yourself. I will. Yeah. Better make sure. I, so, I know that right now GLers are counting. December. You will receive email on this. We uh, discovered last week the disheartening news that uh, we've lost a local university. Hamlin is no longer a university. <clears throat> they fired an art professor uh, because the art professor showed a 14th century painting or likeness of the Prophet Muhammad. And I, a Muslim student uh, who, instead of being told, bleep yourself was uh was pandered to and uh the uh art professor was canned well it's now making news everywhere oh, uh the good. new york times covered it and of course they had difficulty with it because they don't know where their sensibilities lie <laughs> right. right so they struggled right. with it but the daily mail got a hold of it okay and they gave it the full monty okay i mean they went all out they will do that hamlin university professor is fired capital letters <laughs> for showing 14th century painting of the Prophet Muhammad to class after a Muslim student complained that it offended her religion, despite being warned before the image was put on screen. Subheads, an adjunct professor was fired after showing a painting of the Prophet Muhammad to her students, despite giving warning. Erica Lopez Prater, 42, was let go from her job at Hamlin University in December. Lopez Prater had included warnings moments before and in the syllabus. Many Muslims refrained from looking at pictures of the Prophet Muhammad. Then you get to the, uh, the body of the story. A Minnesota adjunct professor has been fired for showing an image of Muhammad to a class that included a Muslim student who complained. And the teacher's name we now know, and leave it to the Daily Mail. I don't think any local outlet had her name. Mm. Erica Lopez Prater, she's 42. Uh, she was let go from her position because the administration, uh, which is useless, uh, decided to err on the side of not offending a Muslim student. And basically what they chose was Sharia law. Uh, many practicing Muslims, we know all that. Yeah, we'll get over it. Uh, uh, with that in mind, with knowing that many Muslim students uh, are, uh, should believe they should not see a likeness of Muhammad, Prater warned her class before she cast the image on the screen, giving them the chance to leave the room. Or close their that eyes. should weigh in her favor. That should alone just have ended you, the whole thing. You would think. Should have ended the whole thing. Not damn. Muslim student Aram Wedadala chose to stay in the room. Well, bleep you. You were wrong. If you're there, then you were not that offended. She said she was blindsided by the images. Well, she's lying. Well, somebody's lying. Right. Who's lying? The student. She is. Student always lies. Teachers are always right on. She and the school's Muslim (laughs) Association then complained to the school, and Lopez Prater was fired. The school has since caused called the incident Islamophobic. No. Somebody's lying here. No, no, no. Who's lying? The the teacher either gave these students advance warning or she didn't. And the other students that were... I think that would be easy to prove, by the way. 
Well, that's what I was just going to say. The other students that were in that class need to speak up, but we all know none of them are going to because they don't want to be labeled. Well, it's not a university. Hamlin is a joke. It's not a university. You know, I'm looking at a picture of the Prophet Muhammad right now. You know who he looks like? Who? Jesus. Really? And, uh, and you know... the I refrain the, from saying something funny. The, the stark reality... <laughs> Yeah, about both Jesus and the prophet Muhammad, nobody knows what he looked like. That's nobody. Right. That's right. These are images just based on BS. The prophet Muhammad looks like every dude with a beard that you've ever seen. That's right. I've seen the images, and I'm allowed to because I'm not Muslim. In a letter sent out to students, Miller apologized for the incident. Who's Miller? I don't know and said uh, that not offending the school's Muslim students is incredibly important. Never mind due, due diligence and uh, First Amendment rights. Right. How far do we have to protect them? I don't understand that. It is not our intent to place blame. Rather, it is our intent to note that in the classroom incident, where an image forbidden for Muslims to look upon was projected on a screen and left for many minutes, respect for the observant Muslim students in that classroom should have superseded academic freedom. This is the school. It's not a school. Then you got the report from the New York Times stated the syllabus issued by the lecturer notified students they would see holy figures across religions, including Muhammad and Buddha. Lopez Prater allegedly gave students heads up. They see the Times goes allegedly. Uh, Lo, Lo, Lopez Prater allegedly gave students the heads up moments before the pictures were shown, giving them another chance to leave the room if they didn't feel like looking at the picture. Again, no students brought any concern or exited the classroom during the October lecture. Lecture. Despite the warning, senior Aram Wedatala, a Muslim said she was blindsided by the image. Boy, it didn't take her long to feel entitled, did it? Right. She's from the Sudan. <clears throat> I'm like, this can't be real, she said. Yeah, quit using the word like, you moron. Was she like that? Yeah, or she's something similar to that. As a Muslim and a black person, I don't feel like I belong. Oh, God, give me some patience here. And I don't think I'll ever belong in it. Well, then leave. Go back to Sudan, then. I don't think I'm being xenophobic. Well, really, lady, get the hell out of the school. She is, uh, conveniently enough, a member of the Muslim Student Association, and she gained support from Muslim students who were not in the class, but called the incident an attack on their religion. Nope. Uh, I'm reading about depictions of Muhammad on Wikipedia. The Quran does not explicitly or implicitly forbid images of Muhammad. The Ahadith, which is supplemental teachings, presents an ambiguous picture, but there are few that have explicitly prohibited Muslims from creating visual depictions of human figures. After the class ended, Wadatala stuck around to speak with Lopez Prater. The conversation prompted the professor to send an email to her department head, Allison Baker, to give her a heads up about the situation. Baker, the chair of the digital and studio art department, responded by saying, it sounded like you did everything right. I believe in academic freedom, so you have my support, Baker wrote. The group demanded officials take action, and the movement led to Lopez Prater, a first-time adjunct, 
uh, not being welcome back for the spring semester. D'Angelo Huddleston, a Hamlin senior and Muslim Student Association member, said of the incident, Hamlin teaches us it doesn't matter the intent, the impact is what matters. Ah, Hamlin's not a school. It is not a school. They should lose their accreditation. A spokesman for Hamlin said, Lopez Prate received an appointment letter from the fall semester and taught the course until the end of the term. Dailymail.com reached out to officials at Hamlin University for a statement on the professor's firing, but did not receive a reply by the time of publication. And uh, at a town hall following the incident, an invited Muslim speaker compared showing the images to teaching that Hitler was good, according to the New York Times. Hmm? There's no, there's no, I'm not going to pretend I understand that line of thinking by the Muslims. The university president also said in a letter that while academic freedom is very important, you you have no presidency, lady. You, You don't have a school. In a statement to one outlet last week, the school representative said they strive to make all students feel safe, supported, and respected both in and out of our classrooms. The firing sparked backlash from those who believed the firing was an attack on academic freedom. It is. One Islamic heart, one Islamic art historian penned an essay defending Dr. Lopez Prater and started a petition which received thousands of signatures demanding the university's board investigate the incident. Another organization, PEN America, P-E-N, I don't know what the acronym stands for, called her firing one of the most egregious violations of academic freedom in recent memory. According to aboutislam.net, the practice of avoiding images goes back centuries and stems from the fear of the images sending the wrong message. Those messages being the worship of idols and of pictures. Yeah. wouldn't, Wouldn't it be fun to see that teacher who's now gone to see her syllabus for the entire year. Mm-hmm. I would love to know what other images and what other art they looked at and discussed openly, and there was no uproar. And the reason I thought about this is uh, a piece that came out in 1987 by Andre Serrano. Look I don't up know the if president re- of Hamlin, Rook. Go ahead, Kenny. I don't know if you remember this, but he put a crucifix in a jar. I remember that. And then he urinated in it. Yeah. And I'm just wondering if that made the syllabus and if there was any uproar about that or similar um, controversial images. Well, the other thing I wonder is, will Lopez Prater have her eyes opened? It sounds to me like she was a willing wokester. She uh, warned the kids, you know, I got a picture of Allah and all of this ancient art. If that troubles you, you certainly have my permission to leave the classroom. She gets it. I mean, she was right on board with being I wonder, sensitive. I wonder if her eyes are open to what BS this is. Has she been interviewed by anybody? It would be very interesting to talk to her. Reavers, get on that. Find her. Uh, I, I am going to, but just one item of breaking news. Southdale Mall is currently on lockdown after shots have been reported fired Inside the mall, blood trail, a African-American suspect is being sought after with both help from Eden Prairie and Hopkins Police. Hmm. So, I'll, Anybody shot? With a blood trail uh, inside the mall. So, 
Anyway, I'll try to find more information. What were, what, what Hamlin you University President Faye Nesse Miller. That's right. Faye uh, Miller. She and came Faye, in 2015. You're, uh, you were president of nothing. <laughs> She's the first African-American and second it's woman to hold the to position. Be first. Right. You're, a, you're, you're first, lady, but you're failed miserably. You are the president of nothing. You don't have a school. Well, we see this all over in the failed academy, Joe. Mm-hmm. The the left backing down and canceling, like, say, for instance, speakers. How many times have we seen that story with various universities around the country? From 80- Some, Somebody brings in a conservative uh, speaker, and, and the next thing you know, the students are burning the place down because right. they're so offended. From 85 to 05, she was a professor of education at Brown University. That's meaningless. Served as the director of the Center for the Study of Race and Ethnicity in America. No way to flunk that. And was the founding chairman of Ethnic Studies. Can't flunk that. Right. Faye, you've got no school. I I wish you'd talk to me. You won't. We called her last week, didn't we? Reeves, didn't we call her? Well, we attempted to. Yeah. But we didn't get we, very we far. We discovered something last week. Uh, we discovered one of the real problems with this uh, top-heavy push for administrators. Uh, if they are tasked with making sure students are never uncomfortable, <laughs> then the very idea of having an academy does not exist. Absolutely. There you are, right there. That's what college is all about, learning all sides. And they have uh, in their employee at Hamlin somebody drawing a fraudulent paycheck as the vice president of inclusive excellence. It's meaningless. There is no such thing. And Hamlin, uh, you're catching the heat because you're local. And uh, yes, this happens all over the country at the failed academy. But this is particularly egregious. This is more egregious than not inviting a conservative speaker. This is egregious because you're not even backing your own people. You erred on the side of providing comfort to a Muslim student who was giving, given every opportunity to leave that classroom, according to the story, and did not. So if, if your task at Hamlin is to make sure these brats are never uncomfortable, then you have no school. It's pointless. People going there are wasting their money. Your degree is going to be worthless. You will have learned nothing. And not to mention, the longer that we continue to cave in to students just like this, the more that this is going to continue and grow. And more and more reason to be offended about everything. I'm sure there are GLers who are graduates of Hamlet. And I would love to have you weigh in. What are you going to do about it? Uh uh, or maybe maybe Hamlin has been so off the rails for so long that we don't have already, a lot of GL graduates in our listening audience. Or okay. people have already decided to distance themselves yeah. from them. Because uh, it, 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 your degree, well, your degree counts because maybe you got it in uh, prehistoric times. But any degree right now from that school, I, I'm I'm being very serious when I say I think it's worthless. You... This is just this is a continuation of what started a long time ago, where we're all winners and you're all given participation yep. awards. There are no losers. Can you imagine? Remember debate class where 
the teacher, the professor handed out um, sides you had to take in a debate and you, you had no choice. Yeah. You were either pro or con, and yeah. you had to go up on stage and fight for pro and or con. Yeah. I bet, does that even happen oh, anymore? I, I guarantee I it doesn't. No, because Jimmy's going to be offended if you beat him. But think about, and I know I always bring this up, but think about when this person decides to enter the workforce. What a nightmare scenario that's going to be. If you can't bring, yeah, up, absolutely. If you can't bring up an image of Muhammad in an art class... What other classes then could you not bring up images for? Because there's always images that can make people uncomfortable. Capitalism. Race riots. The Trumpster. Oh, hell, we've had, we've read stories about people who are offended by the United States flag yep. right. because they right. think it's been appropriated by right. the far right. right. They think it's too patriarchal. Yeah. The, the academy is uh, the root of our problems in this country. Uh, I say that with growing confidence. The uh, the academy is it might be ground to us. It's ground zero, suit. It's ground zero. I mean, you say it started with librarians, but yeah. they were campus librarians. Right. <laughs> hmm. It's depressing. It really is uh, to think this. Uh, and, and schools, I think, that haven't gone as far as Hamlin... They're right on the cutting edge. They're right on the razor's edge of committing this same sin themselves. It, it won't surprise me to learn that maybe this will come up elsewhere in another school. Not the Mohammed situation, but some situation where a professor gets canned because students were made uncomfortable. Again, oh, if, your task, if your task is to guarantee the comfort of a student... That has nothing to do with learning anything. It was Brent and uh, Heather, uh, Evergreen University yeah. in Oregon. Yep. Yeah. They got gassed. Yeah. Hamlin, $100.6 million endowment. Good. They can live off it because uh, anybody in their right mind wouldn't send them a plug nickel. But how many people that happen to be affiliated with Hamlin in some capacity even know that this story exists? Well, it's been it's been in both papers locally. But it goes back to not enough people are really paying no, that close no, attention. No, no. Or they see it involved a Muslim student, and they think, "Well, I I, I better go along with it because I also don't want to be labeled." You know, I have I have fun with the Daily Mail. It's a daily bulletin board of gossip and and pictures of good looking women and and what have you. It's it's a tabloid, but. Honest to God, when they get onto something, they take names. They dig. They take names and get pictures and and everything else. And and uh, I don't doubt a word I read in this story in the Daily Mail. And when they think they're faltering, they'll fall back on somebody else who covered it and quote them, hmm. like the New York Times, which struggled mightily with this story. They didn't know where to be because it's the Times, and they're virtually useless. They're the failed Academy of Newspapers. Hamlin, you have no school. and uh, I think this is the appropriate time. Um, would you like to hear from a non-binary teacher explaining how sad it is that parents teach their kids that there's only two genders? What are you talking about? We were oh, talking about is, the education. This you, is right in. Thank yeah, you, Kenny. Thank I you. do want to hear. Yes. This up, Stuart. So, something that happened the other day was um, 
I was in class and the students all call me Coach Kelly. And a common question to ask is, why are you called Coach Kelly? Do you actually coach anything? And I'm like, yeah, I do. Oh. But we call me Coach Kelly because- Can we fast forward? I'm not. I can't listen. Mr. Mr. I'm Coach. And Sorry. I didn't know Get, that there was- the Listen least. to it off the where, air. Get to the good part. From? Because I want to hear what she says about that. What's that, Joe? Where is she from? Uh, Coach Kelly? Yeah. Uh, is it a she? Well, sh she doesn't identify as either. Well, then she's got mental illness. I, I'd say. Okay. That's just right in line with everything we've talked about right. at the f failed academy. Academy, yeah. She's in charge of your kids. How you doing over there? Well, go ahead and play it. Well, it's got the music underneath, so I'm gonna I'm gonna scan it. Well, ahead. where did you get it? It's from a account I follow called the uh, Libs of TikTok, which is spectacular. I don't uh, I don't want to do TikTok. I don't believe in it. But that account exposes all of the various things right, that we, right. we happen to talk about on this show. Well, we got trouble in St. Louis Park. I saw that. Big problem in St. Louis Park. Crime, shootings. The shootings, you say? No. No. Well, wait. Crime, South, you say? Southdale South is pretty close to St. Louis Park. No, it's South on Dale's lockdown. Edina. It said it's pretty close to St. Louis <laughs> Park, and it's currently on lockdown. The St. Louis Park City government acknowledged in a recent newsletter that the term manhole could be offensive because it's oh not gender God. neutral. The city acknowledges oh that manhole, this is from uh, Alpha News, thank God for their presence in the Twin Cities. The Star Tribune ain't going to cover this. Nope. The city acknowledges that manhole is not a gender-neutral term. It's used in this publication as a commonly understood term and is the current industry standard to describe these structures, says a footnote in a December newsletter on city infrastructure. The city said it plans to track the use of this term and modify it as industry standards and usage change. Hmm. The progressive city of Berkeley, California, voted in 2019 to remove all gendered language from its municipal code, according to the New York Post. This included replacing manhole with maintenance hole and manpower with human effort. All gendered pronouns were also removed and replaced with they or them. Wow. Having a male-centric municipal code is inaccurate and not reflective of our reality. A city council member behind the change said at the time, our laws are for everyone and our municipal code should reflect that. Rook should reflect it. This censorship of language has been promoted by the highest levels of academia. Well, yes, that's where the, it's just failed completely, including prestigious Stanford University, which is not prestigious which published a guide on the elimination of harmful language. Didn't they rescind that? Didn't they get so much pushback they had to bleep can that uh, harmful language list they yes. came up with? Because they, yeah. the they didn't want you to use words like American and right. immigrant. Oh, that's right. They did right. do some yep. sort of backpedaling, yes. The university did later uh, announce that it, that guide is under review. Ah. Mm -hmm. National audiences may recognize St. Louis Park from its 2019 decision to stop reciting the Pledge of an Allegiance. We, we went off on that in this show, and they rescinded that. Yep. They reversed that move. Remember, they were going to stop the Pledge of Allegiance because mm -hmm. one of those precious frauds thought it was not inclusive enough? Bleep you. Punch them we're back to the country needing some people to say bleep you. Yes, we, we yep. really are. Yep.
Just enough is enough. Bleep you. I'm doing this. I'm doing I'm doing what I want. Not to be offensive. Bleep you, Hamlin. Mm-hmm. Hamline. Bleep you, St. Louis Park City Council members. Who else you got? Well, bleep you, Mary Moriarty. Yeah. How about that? The new county attorney in Hennepin County. We warned him ahead of time. Yeah, we really uh, did. Voted you get for what her you anyway. deserve. The new attorney of Hennepin County, Mary Moriarty, took her oath of office last week with her hand placed on a copy of a graphic novel about the late Congressman John Lewis. Photos from the swearing-in ceremony show Moriarty with her hand on a copy of March, which she described as a graphic novel trilogy about Congressmember John Lewis and his courageous fight for voting rights. I'm unfamiliar with the book. I wonder why it would be graphic. Sexually graphic, I wonder, or he threw a little just violently bl- graphic? He threw a little buxom blonde in there. Moriarty replaced uh, Mike Freeman. He was there 24 hours. That, that ruined him. The former chief public defender, Moriarty promoted yes. restorative justice programs on the campaign trail as an alternative to incarceration and tradi- traditional prosecution. Okay, yeah. So good luck to you, Hennepin County. Research and data show that non-restorative justice models of punishment do not prevent recidivism, do not repair families, and cause harm to a community. Incarceration, sometimes a year or more after a crime is committed, disconnects the punishment from the impact of a crime on a victim, she says in her campaign website. She also opposes cash bail, which is not helping to make our community safer. You mean cash bail? Paying three hundred bucks in cash to get out of oh, she just opposes it entirely. Hmm. Yeah, no bail. You get according out. According to Fox oh. Nine, fourteen senior employees in the Hennepin County Attorney's Office said they plan to leave when Moriarty takes over. Many oh. of them reportedly supported Martha Holton Dimmick, Moriarty's opponent. You can't come into a job like this and say I'm taking over and we're going to do everything differently. Freeman previously told Fox Nine. I don't think Mary's trying to do that, but if she does, it's not going to work. Okay. That was Alpha News also. Look up, Rook, a John Lewis novel. Is it a novel? Yeah. John Lewis, just the way it sounds. John, late congressman. And the book is called March, as in the month. March. And see if there's a... uh, Why did... uh, why did Mary choose that, I wonder? It's a part of a trilogy. Yep. Because um, <clears throat> am I supposed Before to be... Before he became a, a respected congressman, John Lewis... I guess the ad jumped in there. John Lewis was clubbed, gassed, and arrested over 40 times. But just see if you can find the book. The uh, book what called do you, March. Yeah, I got What it. do you want to know? There's three, well, what's it about? Yeah. Uh, Okay, like I said, he's. Is it arrested. about canning apricots? No, nearly killed by angry mob state police, all white, all while nonviolently protesting racial discrimination. He marched side by side with Martin Luther King as the youngest leader of the civil rights movement that would change a nation forever. It's 560 pages. Um, I don't have a synopsis. This, this, from what I've read about these three books. I mean, the, the books sound really actually fascinating and interesting. Mm-hmm. What 
what she did though is the pure definition of virtue virtue signal well, absolutely that's all that was am i supposed to be because she's impressed? some crack yeah she's some cracker from the midwest yeah who wants to turn criminals free uh, the, which has nothing to do with uh, John Lewis and his struggles. The graphic novel series is powerful and moving, does not shy away from the hateful, hurtful language used. There was the word graphic again. I'm taking it that must re refer to maybe the language he uses in the novel. I think so. And maybe the uh, brutality he encountered. Yes, Yeah. I, I think so. Well, Mary, I'm not impressed. Uh, you strike me as uh, someone who is the... Opposite pole of garage logic. There's garage logic up here, and there's Mary Moriarty way at the other end of the pole. <laughs> Look at me! Look at me! Mm -hmm. I'm a cracker! I'm a middle-aged white lady, and I'm fighting for you! <laughs> I probably was raised Irish Catholic, and I'm so ashamed of that, I can't stand it. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh, God, I don't know what she was raised. They but hate themselves. When, when things don't get better, in fact, when they get worse... They will then blame it on something else, right? Yeah. I got a whole bunch of reviews here. Um, an essential read for those looking to get a grasp on the civil rights movement and John Lewis's prominent role in it. Oh. Andrew Aiden's straightforward storytelling is complemented wonderfully by Nate Powell's evocative artwork. It's a series of violence, death, and racism, yet there's a strain of hope and inspiration running through it. Ultimately, it's a beautiful tribute to its co-author, John Lewis. There's no doubt from reading the synopsis of all three that it is a really good read. And if you want to learn what happened, uh, this would be the series to right. read. And there's one last one here. Uh, hell of a read. Couldn't put it down. Larry King. <laughs> is that right? Never, he never met a book he didn't like, right? You could always get Larry to endorse it. He couldn't your, even read. Could right, he? right. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. I never put it down. <laughs> Why don't you take a time out? I have to go to the men's room. Friends, this is Larry King for Esther C. <laughs> he could read an owner's manual right. and report it as being fascinating. Right. That's fascinating stuff. I don't like these new headphones. Who was the guy that called him? With the who was Chuckles. No, it was um Oh, it was sports talk. Uh, it was his brother, uh, Quillacy, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, Frank Quillacy's brother, Bill, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I quit eating lead chips. Excuse me, by the way. Are you sticking around for sports talk, bro? Uh... You probably have to set that play out. Yeah. I gotta see where I am. I've got a two thirty meeting with the drama guy with, with Mama D. That's what his name is. He's from like Ghana. Mama D. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't like working with uh, Aid, so we have to figure cultural out, differences. Yeah, what's, uh, I don't know what they're just. They're not getting together. And then the three o'clock interview for a potential. Wait. Fire. So that's what you got to do is deal with that bullshit. That beats a late Sun Country flight. Talking to 186 people want to rip your head off. That I will uh, say. Oh. Huh. I have this book. You think he'd 
you think you'd come on the air with us if we told him to come in? Who? Jimmy Francis. <laughs> Friends, ask to see. What's up? Hey, why don't you come on the air with us for about an hour? Hey. What are you doing hey. now, boy? St. Patrick sent autographs. Thanks. No, no, I mean, what are you? Oh, is, is he there? Yeah, you want to yeah. say hi to him? Kenny wants to say hi to you. No, I'll just say hi. Hi, Jimmy. What's up, dude? Nice tie. What's up? Cool. So What's your yeah? What is your deal now? What do you mean? I'm still a mayor. Till when? Twenty four. Oh, we thought you were done this year. No, no, I uh, ran for county commissioner, and it's a gimme year. So. Gotcha. So I have to. I have the last two years of uh, mayor here before I move over to St. Paul. Going off with a yeah. blaze of glory. Why don't you run? I think we're gonna. I get raise some money. I told my uh, uncle's got a house. I'll buy it and I'll move to St. Paul. Next. I'll say I did the work in South St. Paul where my dad's from, now I'll go to St. Paul where my mom's from. Did you hear that, Joe? Well, like, I'm, am I going to live long enough? I don't know. Sure. Talk to Fred. You're old enough. Hey, talk to Fred. Who? Mike. Fred Loney. Oh, yeah. Well, let's get a group together. Well, I, I want to be part of the group. Talk smart. Yeah. Well, I've started working it right now. I mean, I'm already... Like, when do you think you'll move into your... I could move... I could, well, I don't need to go there till. 2025. When's this, this uh, current term expire for Carter? 20, it's uh, the election's 26. Yeah. Through, he's through 26. You know what you have to do, though? If the there promise, won't be a city left. You have to promise to raise property taxes by 20%. Dude, guys. It's, I was just at a housing meeting with the other your other buddy, Mayor. The little him? guy? Yeah. Fry. Yeah. Yeah. Just talking about housing and affordability, and it's just. Did you ply your streets on time? Nuts. I asked one. I put my hand up. I said, "You got anything for uh, high income? I mean, we're, we're tapped out on the low income. We got enough for low income in our town. What do you <laughs> I need, we need some high income. high income stuff. You know, help with that. Is How many residents rents? do you have? Twenty thousand. My mayor's got the plowing done in South St. Paul. Yeah. He knows what he's doing. He got doing. that figured out big. Yeah. Not that hard. Well, you got the right guy. You got some guy from Shoreview that did it for years. He's uh, your public works director. Pat Dunn is his name? Yeah, Pat. Well, Pat just retired, so that's his other guy. Oh, okay. We got a guy who's, in, in, he and his husband live on the West 7th neighborhood, and he's all about equity and inclusion. That's and what he came from. He's the public works director. Wow. What does that have to do with plowing the street? I, no, nothing. Nothing, yeah. I mean, it shouldn't be. It should be well, we just like to wait for it to melt. Is Patrick mm -hmm. on your show today? Yes. Well, he'll he's be out in the hall talking spot. on the phone. Yes, you're waiting for him. I was. I'm gonna, I just no, we're finishing. finishing. We're going to finish up GL, and then we're going to do Monday Night Sports Talk. Get the hell out of your way. Yeah, he'll be in there in a minute. Hey, though. stay in touch on this. We got to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I got two up. kids uh, who live in St. Paul, and they 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 reject my admonition for them to leave the city. And they're, you know, they're sticking around. They're sticking around. I don't know why you'd live here if you didn't have to. I don't. Unless you're going to try to fix it. Right? But well, they, their property taxes are moderate. They're doing reparations now, huh? Yeah, what do you do about Hmong people when it comes to reparations? You going to take their tax dollars? They had nothing to do with uh, slavery. Are you going to take the Hispanic people's tax dollars? Are you going to take uh, uh, Asian people's tax dollars? How can how can a government try to create generational wealth for anybody? It can't. That's what he said he wants to do. I know, how but how can you do that? What is what? He wants to have lunch with me. 
and I'm more than willing to. Arby's? I'll go with you. Get a couple Bullhead of sandwiches. sandwiches. Yeah. Yeah. I'll just sit in the back. No. I'll drive you. Look at I got my driver with me today. It's the Mayor Salsing guy. Yeah. Can we go to Tom Reed's next to the homeless shelter? I don't shelter? even know if it'll happen. It's up to Mike Burbeck to make it happen. Mm. Come you on, gotta, Mikey. You got to do it. <clears throat> All right, goodbye. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bye, Mayor. Uh, Joe, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. Yes, sir. Yes, yes. This can be the last segment. Okay. I'm rolling. Uh. Oh. Here's a man who spends hours in hardware stores, sifting through the nuts and bolts of life. Joe Suchere. I tidied up, uh, trying to get back in the good graces of GLers after my uh, furnace filter full paw. <laughs> I uh, tidied up my space management pretty good. Uh, it'll never be award-winning uh, because cars drove on it too often before I could get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I got her pretty much side to side, and uh, I carved I- out an entry at the street. Right. I learned something last week mm-hmm. about that. So when you've got the 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 tire tracked down portion, you know what I'm saying? Yes. That part that's matted down. I purchased at my Eden Prairie Fratellonis the the long. Is it graphite or what? What type of snow shovel where it's just the long uh, blade? Okay. As it as you continue to use it, it wears to a point where it's almost. Like a fine point. Exactly. It sharpens so you can scrape underneath that. I did not know that. That's interesting. Well, I'm saying you uh, you need one of those. He he won't do that. I I can't. Oh. The, uh, there is a guy on my block, uh, if there was an award for best driveway, he'd get it. Really? Phil. Yeah. It's amazing. It's just amazing. I was I was psychotic about getting down to yeah. the bare concrete. I got no shot at that. And it's Phil not easy. Just it's not easy. Served dinner on it. Yeah. <laughs> I just, Love that. It's just amazing. They're having a that. picnic in the driveway. It's just amazing. <laughs> Did you watch this bleep show Friday night of these idiots trying to get themselves a speaker of the house? Oh my! Did you God. see any no, of that? No, no. Yes, I'm aware of it, but I did not watch 24/7 coverage. Well, I don't know what to think of McCarthy, but he just went up in my my eyes. <laughs> Kevin McCarthy got the gig, but he surrendered so much. I, it, to me, it sounds like he's helpless. Okay. But Ilan Omar doesn't like him. Of course. So not. therefore, he just went up a notch. If you are not with me, you yeah, are against yeah. me. <laughs> She uh, said Sunday she condemned Kevin McCarthy because he plans to kick her off the House Foreign Affairs Committee. Hmm. I like him. Omar was asked about McCarthy's repeated promises to yank her committee assignments during an appearance on MSNBC's Yasmin Vazugain Reports. I never, I'm unaware of that show. Vazugain, Yasmin has a show on MSNBC, and Omar deigned to uh, to go on that show, I guess. The progressive lawmaker was specifically questioned about if there were any developments on the matter in the days since McCarthy had secured the Speaker's gavel. I have not received any updates, Omar said. It is my understanding that we obviously have to get to the, we have to get the rules package done. 
hopefully Monday when we reconvene, meaning today, that is on top of the agenda. And then the different caucuses, our caucuses in their conference will make appointments to committees and we will go from there. All right. What else does this say? This is from the Washington Times. I do have to say, for a speaker that has faced a historic humiliation that had gotten elected after 15 rounds, surpassing a record that was set pre-Civil War, there is an opportunity here, as he has said, to not do things in the way in which has been done before, she said. I think it would be hypocritical for him uh, to remove, you know, the first African-born on subcommittee on Africa on the Foreign Affairs Committee where I've had the opportunity to not only represent my constituents, but the voice of so many people who have never had a voice on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Well, I, for one, don't like her voice on the Foreign Affairs Committee. Amen to that. I want somebody on the Foreign Affairs Committee who likes this country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Omar, who was first elected in 2018, has ignited a series of controversies over her anti-Israel positions and remarks and has faced accusations of anti-Semitism over specific comments. McCarthy vowed in the summer of 2021, when Omar faced bipartisan backlash for appearing to equate Israel and the United States with the Taliban, that he would yank the lawmaker from the Foreign Affairs Committee if his party retook the House, calling her anti-American and anti-Semitic. Well, I don't think he's wrong. No, right he on. had most recently reiterated that promise late last year after House Republicans narrowly retook the chamber in the November midterm elections. Okay, and uh, Omar, uh, he will never be on the same page, so let's not worry about it. I'm trying to be Katie-like when it comes to Omar. <laughs> I'm going to go Katie on Omar. <laughs> well, what I noticed, uh, paying peripheral attention to those doings Friday night... That, again, this was inside baseball theater for them uh, arranging their own nests. And it had nothing to do with us. This is how, uh, oh boy, I had it phrased in my mind and I I lost a bit of it. But this uh, this was merely an example of... Stuff we don't even understand. This was them manipulating and maneuvering for their own benefits, mm-hmm. not the benefit of the people they represent. This right. was their own benefit. And I include all of them, Republicans, Democrats, because uh, I'm, I'm weary of all of them. Uh, none of them are delivering for us. Uh, we're poorly led, Joe. We're poorly led. And I don't know... I don't know who is going to come forward in this country and and say this. I don't wonder what the founding fathers would say about the state that we're in. Do do we have the wrong system, or do we still have the correct system with the wrong people? Did the the system that was once good get away from us, and it's now turned into something that's just not right for the country? Yes. Hmm. It's still the best system ever invented. It's just in the hands of the wrong people who've corrupted it. And they've seen how to take advantage of it. 
and they've seen how this can provide them their living for the rest of their lives. And they have no intention of bringing the system back to what it was. No. It's easy for me wow. to just give them all the, give them every one of them the hardware store test. You know, start with Omar. What's you a hard- been to a hardware store to buy a wrench? What's a hardware store? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, look at the Mysterians across the street from Joe. Yeah. Who, who couldn't even shovel their sidewalk. A dirt shovel and a flat nose. Yeah. Love a dirt it. shovel. A spade, in other words. They brought out a spade but to Joe, shovel It doesn't snow. matter, Joe, because the government's going to take care of the sidewalk and well, all the other sidewalks and... Whatever. And it's all your fault, Failed Academy. <laughs> when you look at the system, Kenny, it's the best system ever invented, but look at the way it's been corrupted by the Fail Academy, which has an unholy alliance with the political class. Mm-hmm. Yeah. None of the big education has never been brought to Washington and sweated under the Klieg lights. They never will. And be. big education has never been brought to Washington and questioned about why they're so failed because they don't think they're failed. Do you know the thought that kept occurring to me reading about the, the entire proceedings last week and then essentially last Friday? What kind of bleep storm are we going to be in for the next two years? Quite a bit of one. I mean, this no, just, was it's, it's, this it's was a, worse every day, Chris. This was a kid's you know birthday party mm-hmm. compared to what we're going to be dealing with, you know, up until and, the next presidential election. And we ask on a daily basis, where are the people pushing back? Why aren't they pushing back? Well, it, it's it's obvious why. I mean, last Friday, it's obvious what's going on there. People don't understand it. They don't get it, and they don't feel it's for them. And they don't want to be bothered by it. Yeah. And they've got to make a living and they've got mouths to feed and mortgages to pay and a thousand dollar per month car payments. Yeah, but that life wow. will be taken from them slowly but surely. Well, they don't have the foresight to see that. Yeah. Because it erodes away. You know, it is eroding away at a lot faster rate than it used it, to. It does seem to be accelerated. You're you know right. when it started? Nineteen seventy one. Yeah, we both saw the same email. I don't get it. Uh, Only. It's when capitalism died, basically. The day the music died. Well, Nixon took us off the gold standard. Yep. Only because they come to us all the way from Marloth Park in Umpumalanga, South Africa. But you've got to give us something positive here. We cannot end like this. Ooh, this be a tough one. Give us something good here. I will. From the Traveling Lymans at WorldWideWaftage.com. On this day, January 9th, in 1840, Wisconsin Territory formed St. Croix County in the area between uh, the Mississippi and St. Croix Rivers. Dakota, a town platted, surveyed, and mapped. Uh, platted means surveyed and mapped by Joseph R. Brown, was now part of Stillwater, the county seat. Hmm. But this one's not a, this one isn't too good. On this day, January in 1977, what happened? Elvis died. Nope, I know. No, he died Elvis's in August birthday. of 77. This was the last time the Vikings appeared in a Super Bowl. How would you know that? Because I have a pennant. My father was at this game, and I have a pennant with that date. Your father was at the Rose Bowl? He went to the Rose Bowl for the, for the Super Bowl. Oakland beat the Vikes 32-14. to 14. 
to hand Minnesota its fourth Super Bowl loss. And the I great was, quote from Fran Tarkington was? I don't remember. Well, you covered the damn game. I don't know what he said. He said, I doubt we'll ever be back. Well, he's right. And he's right. <laughs> I, I was, covered the third Super Bowl. That was in Tulane Stadium. They were defeated by, don't tell me, Pittsburgh. I didn't cover the first two. The first one was Kansas City. Yep. They lost to Kansas City. And the second one, did they lose to Miami? Miami, yes. In Houston, I believe. Hello, Houston. And what I remember from that is uh, the Vikings were complaining because they had birds in their locker room. They had such a crummy locker room that birds were coming through the, the windows. What were you going like, to say, Rook? Like a fleet farm yeah. store. <laughs> yeah. But I covered the one in uh, Tulane and the one in, uh, uh, what do you call it? Pasadena. Rose Bowl. Miami was uh, Super Bowl Eight. What year? Uh, January 13th, 1974. Rice Stadium. Yeah, I, did, I was at the paper, but the, I would not have been sent to that. 24-7, and that was... And when you were in the Rose Bowl press box, you set a land speed record getting out of it. No, that was while covering a Rose Bowl. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah. Been there many times. That's the one Jim Langer was on that team. I covered a couple, couple Super Bowls at the Rose Bowl. Mm. Uh, the Rams were in a Rose Bowl Super Bowl. The Vikes were in a Rose Bowl Super Bowl. Then I covered a Rose Bowl Rose Bowl. Mm. at the, you know. Okay. So thank you, GLers. You want to end on a good note? Market sure. share, 73% of the TVs that were on were watching can, that game. I can give you something good. Governor Tim Walls just issued the following 13 minutes ago. Oh, no. The future of clean, efficient transportation is here. And this electric fire truck manufactured right here in Wyoming, Minnesota, is proof that our state is poised to lead in a clean energy economy. He's lying. Thanks for giving me a ride. Looks like a neat fire truck. I'm, I, God bless the people in Wyoming. I'm glad they're employed putting together fire trucks, but uh, electric vehicles do nothing for the planet, if that's your objective. They do nothing for the planet. A couple of famous birthdays that should put a smile on your face. Mm -hmm. Jimmy Page. 79. Muggs, Muggsy Bogues. I don't know Muggsy Bogues, do I? Basketball player. Oh. Five foot two. Remember Muggsy? Yeah, Little I guy. do now, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Awesome guy, hard yeah. worker, good player. Yeah. All right. Thank you, GLers. Hey, thank you, GLers. Hey, GLers. Hey. Rook, what should the GLers do? Rook here for Pod MN. Uh, check out Pod MN. I just tell you guys this at the end of every podcast. I don't know why you haven't gone there and poked around. Just go see. You don't know what you're looking for. You might just stumble on something that's going to entertain and educate you. Pod MN. And sneak over to our uh, YouTube page. Subscribe to Garage Logic on the YouTube page, and you'll be entertained with videos from way back and some current. Then, the most important, get the word out on this Garage Logic Town Council. Be part of the um, recording in between the breaks. Find out what the uh, staff is talking about or what the verbal beatdown of the day is and who it la is laid on. Mostly Kenny, Reavers, me, <laughs> not really Johnny Hyde. He stays out of trouble. That's the town council. Find out all the information there at garagelogic.com. Thank you. What number was this again? 996. How long was the NFL season in 1976? It must have been 12 or 14 games. The Super Bowl was over on Feb 9. 
No, over. January 9th. <clears throat> we're, show's over. We're, we're clear. You can stop acting, though. Well, I'm still... No, I'm, I'm not. Uh, uh, why, don't Bart, ask, why don't you Sir, ask your next... Bart Starr's birthday, too. Is it? Yeah. Is he still with us? I think so. Nope. Nope. He's dead. Bart Starr was the uh, commentator on that game. Is Paul Horning still with us? Don't know who that is. Famous running back for uh, Green Bay. You don't know who Paul Horning is. Don't Man, know. did you have a stunted upbringing. Don't care. Even Never cared about Paul football. Was. Richard Nixon. Was that his birthday today? Catherine, Princess of Wales. Kate. Katie. Uh, that uh, whole royal family is going under. Uh, well, Prince Paul, Harry's a douche. Well, how would you like to be paying tax dollars to support these idiots? <laughs> Paul Horning, who I share a Can't birthday be worse with. St. Paul. <laughs> we lost him November 13th, 2020. We did. Yes. How wait, old? wait, wait. I think I remember that. Seriously. Didn't he? Hello? Hold on here. Hold on. That ain't 85, Joe. Didn't he? Uh... Hey, Rockford. Hello? I got a bad feeling on this one, Jimmy. Rook, didn't he die uh, falling off a ladder yeah. or something? For real? Seriously. I see him. We just finished. Now we got to do Monday Night Sports stuff. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes. Okay. No, dementia. All right, oh. very good. Thank there was you. a Packer that died recently falling off a ladder. I'm almost positive. Like a Packer great. Royce will know. Fell off a ladder. No, he was taking either taking down Christmas right, lights you. or he was cleaning out gutters or something. I All can't right, remember. Yeah. Joan of Arc. David Bowie and Presley were yesterday. I can break this news. What? Gabe turned 18 yesterday. Wow. Uh, Bernard is going to do a podcast under the Hubbard auspices. Uh, apparently, he does it on his own. I don't know what Hubbard's role in it is. Tom Bernard Network? Yeah. No, but I think he'll be Hubbard Network. Hmm. Oh, cool. But I don't, know what his, I don't know what Hubbard's role will be. Throwing it out there, probably. I'm now, Pat. It's, it, it sounds like he sells his own podcast. He does. Yeah. He has his own really nice studio. And he's got his own studio. Hello? Yeah, he can go in here. He can hear you. And uh, so uh, I don't know what, what it means, but uh, I'm leaving. you can come in. No. You have been for two hours. Where are the turkeys? Oh, shoot. I forgot to bring up that snowplow in Montana that oh, Scott sent too. us. Yeah. It tows a plow blade. It's pretty cool. I'm going to yeah. post it to the to the GL well, page. The MnDOT has those. Do they really? Yeah. Well, I've never seen them here. They run all their plows on the truck, and then they all have these l really long, towable things. Are those... Uh, are those usually outstate? I, I don't. I've never seen one before. I've never. You know, now that you bring it up, I've never seen one in town. I've only seen them out in the freeways huh. out here. They're cool as hell. God damn it! Yeah, it's the it's the one you want to get behind if it's in yeah, the middle no of kidding. a blizzard. He's being well. The one in this YouTube video, Kenny. He's being followed by about six cars. It's pretty mm -hmm. cool. Kenny, get your ass down here and shoot turkeys, will you? Jesus Christ! They're monsters out in the drive out in the parking lot. What? What uh, Green Bay Packer fell off a ladder and died? Remember that story? Max McGee. Max shoveling McGee. snow on his roof. That's yeah. what it was. Cheap bastard shoveling yeah. snow on his roof. 
Great guy. God, he was an all-timer. Didn't he live here? Yeah, he lived here. He lived here for years. He started Chi-Chi's, and uh, and then he turned it in. No, and Maximilian's Disco, but then they turned half of it into Chi-Chi's, and they were hotter than hell for a long time out in Bloomington. He was one of the kings. Greatest quote ever when Tommy Kramer was down on the field, you know. Twitching. Twitching. He said, holy cow, I hope he's okay. He's one of my best customers. (laughs) (laughs) He saw it on a radio. He was doing Packers radio, but he, they saw it on the TV. And said, oh, look at Tommy Kramer. Like, I think I was at that disco. Well, when did it close? Maximum. Oh, mid eighties. Yeah, probably mid eighties. Yeah. I think I went in there and I was single, and it took me about two minutes to realize yeah, you, I you don't belong here. You didn't have your tight John Travolta pants <laughs> yeah. on. I, I think I'm going to take my leave. These folks aren't ready for this tournament. <laughs> I'm heading back to Rice Street. God <laughs> yeah. 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 Ryan's <laughs> corner. Shit kicking overalls on. <laughs> the pain. I'm going to go to the pain reliever. <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, that was not, uh, that, was, that was a big deal, but. Uh, I don't. Maximilian's they did okay, but Chi-Chi's killed it for a number of years. God, you know what? Remember when that place over on St. Anthony? What was the name of that place? That St. Anthony, Maine, the Mexican food place. Yeah, the first one of that. That yeah, is I when. Remember. That is when the youth of America discovered that when they got their dates, a couple of margaritas in them, they could do anything they wanted. Yeah, those things go down <laughs> they, like Kool-Aid. They basically, it's punch. They Just have some punch. They were lined up, man. These 21-year-old women who weren't sure about the dork they were with. And before the night was over, they were doing acrobatics. You Reavers, know, you so. ready? I am ready. <laughs> oh, wait. Are we on here? We're sure. not on. We're Are good. We? <laughs> You're good. Well, You haven't anyway. said anything. Well, I kind of did. Yeah, you're fine. Yeah, a little bit sexist. You should hear the things we say when we're we're not doing the show. <laughs> I'm ready, Joe. Uh, more on the place that used to be called Hamlin University. Hamline. The Nankin in oh. City Center yeah. used to have a drink called the Wanderer. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Having two Wanderers was the equivalent Part to drinking... Two. 24 beers. <laughs> of a mystery sh- snow shoveling episode. Mystery snow shoveling episode. Okay. GLers weigh in on Katie, K A T Y. Yep. The woman who. Do you want a comma in there? Yeah. The woman who is grateful for her property taxes. <laughs> If I told you some of the things I did in the Nankin, <laughs> Joe would go. Would be believable. Yep, that's exactly what I was going to say. Such would say, "I don't believe it." That would be. Uh, that did not include eating chow mein, though. No, I never had anything to eat in the Nankin. Well, number four. No, I didn't have any food in the Nankin. Gross. <laughs> when I was a kid, on, by the way. When I was a kid. My uh, brother yes, and I would stay at the, and my father would stay at the Hotel Anthony while my mother stayed with respectable relatives. And we would eat at the Nankin, eat at Denopolis, go to four movies, and the old man would go to the Saddle and other strip clubs, you know. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Setting an example for the youth. That's right. <laughs> The saddle. The Skyway Lounge. Were you was... ever in the saddle? No, I don't oh, remember the saddle. Goodness. I remember the Skyway. 
the aptly named saddle. <laughs> Did they have one of those fake horses in there? No, but they had <laughs> dancing girls who were sort of of the larger variety. <laughs> hey, Joe. What? Kenny's what gals. Yeah. What? Whatever it was. But they all had saddle like sores. Not me. <laughs> oh, my God. Open the door. Let me show you this oh my God, rookie! Jesus! <laughs> hey, what's that pop? I'm gonna steal one of those popcorns. I didn't get Katie a Christmas present. <laughs> <laughs> you can have either at Johnny's or Kenny's. <laughs> Speaking of that, I was there on Friday. Where were my chocolates? Get out of here! Hey, Patrick. Yes. Where'd you get that cheese? Uh, Wisconsin store. something. Oh my God! Is it good? Oh my God! He yes. didn't share it with me. He didn't share well, it. That's because you don't help out. <laughs> <laughs> See you, Ruck. Oh, the yeah, uh, she got about five boxes of the that stuff. Uh, which one? The dill something or other was. Mm. Oh my God! Was that spectacular? Good. What's wrong? It's like a haze. Well, he dropped one out there. Okay. <laughs> oh my I'm God! Speaking of Chinese food, you ever see the food. movie Tender Bar? No. Uh, it's TV movie and uh, it's on Amazon. But uh, uh, Christopher Lloyd's in it as the grandfather who all the broke is all his broke daughters keep coming back and living in this hobble of a house and he gets himself loaded every day. And he's sitting over in chair. He's cutting the wind about everything. <laughs> I didn't do that. That's what he's always saying. I want me. <laughs> you know? it's the Let's only go one. here. I'm trying to hear the music. <laughs> Hold on a second here. It's pretty good. See you, Ken. Oh, market's down. Yes. It was going good there for a few days. Right. No, she ain't going good now. See you, town council. What are we, man?